10 things you need to include in your SEO strategy with Irina Sergikovskia. InSearch SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps scale your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. What are the key items that you need to include in your SEO strategy? That's what we're going to be discussing today with a lady who loves hiking, enjoys a good bike ride, and sleeps until 10 a.m. She worked in-house as an online marketer for 10 years before more recently turning her attention to her own SEO consultancy business. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Irina Sergikovskia. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Great to have you on, Irina. Well, um, you can find Irina over at irinakudrus.com. So, Irina, today... We're talking about the 10 things to include in an SEO strategy, but before we get started with that, you'd also like to emphasize the importance of including SEO as part of an overall marketing strategy. Yeah, I think this is the first, like the zero thing we need to, to think when we started working uh, with a new business or you're high in SEO because SEO is a part of big, uh, marketing strategy. It's not something that you do for SEO and it doesn't um, make sense for other marketing channels. So I think that's, it's super critical to think, uh, and to do everything for your marketing strategy and not only for SEO purpose, for Google purpose. Already I'm tempted to jump down a rabbit hole and say, okay, how do you actually work with other people in the marketing department? How do you make sure that SEO, but maybe before jumping down that rabbit hole, I should actually just focus on the core topic and say that um, the 10 things to include in an SEO strategy start off with number one, website structure. Yeah, first, I think this is the most important part because you need to understand how to structure your pages uh, based on search intent, based on the queries you would like to rank with. And uh, this is what a lot of businesses, I think, miss because they have one page, for example, which is dedica dedicated to different keywords. And they would like to rank with one page for different keywords, which is not uh, the way Google works and actually the way uh, people are searching and expecting to see the information. Number two, content for commercial pages. Uh, this is the second important thing I would say, because when you are starting, a lot of businesses decided that, okay, we need to create a blog or maybe we should buy some links. So this is the way they see SEO. But uh, the most important thing for sure, have the content on the commercial pages, both for users and for uh, Google to rank these pages that users can see this and they can convert. So this is the second thing we need to do and to make research what content actually we should add there. Just to clarify, by commercial pages, you mean transactional pages, the pages that people are actually likely to commit to a purchase on? Yeah, either it's, uh, for example, product pages where you can actually buy product or maybe category pages, uh, which leads to product pages, either the service pages. It can be that uh, it's, for example, SaaS company and you are providing some service. So where people are expecting not the content to read, but uh, to content to actually solve the uh, issue by buying the product, trying the product, uh, or maybe get in touch with the team to consult. And are you a fan of always trying to have unique content for these types of pages? Because obviously there are lots of e-commerce type websites that take RSS feeds of product content and just simply publish that on their site. And by doing so, end up having almost duplicate content compared with other 
websites selling the same types of items? Yeah, I try to pursue the clients that they need at least some part of the unique content on their product pages, especially if it's small business and they don't have thousands of thousands of products. Uh, because I think that it also brings more value for the user when you see really the content which answer your question and not copy pasting from original one, for example, which is generally very general. <laughs> and number three is content for a blog or news section. So is it necessary for every website nowadays still to have a blog? I would say more yes than no, uh, because blog a content for the news section helps you first rank with this content. For example, for some informational keywords, uh, it also helps you to show Google your expertise in the field. Because if you have only pages which are about your service, about product you are selling, it's quite hard to show your expertise in this field. But with the blog content, you can show that uh, you have experience uh, working in this field, you have some research is made so you can prove both for users and Google that you are better uh, comparing to your competition because you have expertise and without uh, this content it's almost not possible. Are you also an advocate of ensuring that every single blog post that you publish is optimized for keyword phrases so incorporating keyword phrases in your in your headings and in you know throughout wherever you want to use it in your in your content or is it not so important to optimize blog posts is it more important to optimize product posts i would say that it's still important to optimize blog posts but it depends if it's article for example the interview and it's hard to optimize the interview because there are no keywords for example super related to this interview but it shows uh, uh, the details about your business, about your expertise, about your brand. I don't think that uh, it's still worth to make it super SEO optimized, just to find some keywords maybe, if you can, related to that. Um, but some content which you can optimize and people are searching for, for sure you need uh, to invest time to understand how actually write this content in the way people are searching for this content. Understood. So it just depends on the use of your blog. It could be directed at people who are already aware of what you do, are already customers of yours. If, if that's the case, then it's, it's just a case of keeping them sticky, keeping them knowing about your brand. But if it's more about trying to bring in new business, then obviously it's it's, it's more about uh, optimising those posts as well. Uh, bringing us up to number four, which is sitemap. Now, is this XML sitemap or HTML sitemap or both? I would say this is both. Because the first is the, uh, for sure HTML to show Google what you actually published and to index your pages faster and easier. Uh, the second one, if you have already a lot of content, for example, on the website, I don't know, thousands of pages because I work with one of the big websites, you need a sitemap for people actually to understand what you have already written about, uh, what sections uh, of the um, this term you covered. So just from navigation and point of view for users, it's super useful for them to see this. So I vote for both. Okay, okay. I, I like how you actually also talk about um, a navigational opportunity for users when you're talking about sitemaps as well, because I think a lot of people, SEOs, um, think of sitemaps as just being a tool for search engines, but you think it's a great tool for users as well. 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, because I see the disadvantages of not having this sitemap because I see that users just don't know that they can actually find this content on the website. And our goal as an SEO, as a marketer is not only bring uh, people on the website, but actually convert them and to show them that we have more content related to their needs and uh, all of these things. So not only from SEO perspective as internal links, which is super useful also, but also from uh, the point of uh, what actually the goal behind doing the SEO. Do you think that users who navigate your site using a mobile device will still be reasonably likely to want to use a sitemap? Or do you think um, having a search functionality is, is, is better for mobile users? Yeah, I think that search functionality should be much better for users on the mobile because it can be a little bit uh, harder for them to navigate while you can uh, make um, uh, the search with the categories. For example, you change... Uh, you decide that you have different categories you can choose and inside that maybe you have only five articles then it on, also fine for mobile users taking us up to number five internal linking yeah internal linking i think this is the most valuable thing uh, in terms of what we can do if we don't have budget for external links and even if you, we have this is the most important thing because this helps us to show google uh, we can use any anchor text we want, anything, because it's our website. And it's also super useful for users because we can also navigate them through the website, through the content we have, through products we have, testimonials. So uh, this is one of the best things to do. And I think the most time consuming, because if you have big website, you need to think how actually to make it uh, not manually. Uh, but still useful for users and Google uh, bots. And, and how do you go about determining the most appropriate internal links to actually link to on your site? Um, do you, for instance, go for pages that are already ranking quite well to try and push them up further? Do you go for pages that are just hyper-relevant to the content or is there some other strategy that you follow? Uh, mostly which are uh, pages which are relevant for the content. I think this is the most important part uh, because we need not only ideally add a link, but people and users who is actually reading the content should click on these links. I believe that it's also very valuable. But if I see that we have some orphan pages, uh, pages without any links, for sure, you're also searching for any opportunity to add uh, links internally to these pages, even if you understand that uh, mostly users would not click. And what software do you use to actually find orphan pages? Uh, I use Sidebulb or Screaming Frog, some of the tools to see that we have pages without uh, links or limited number of links, for example. Let's go for number six and external links and brand mentions. Another thing when you already solved internal links, and I think a lot of businesses think that, okay, uh, we need some to buy some links externally. This is, <laughs> I, I uh, hear a lot, mm, but I'm a huge believer that we don't need to buy links. We can actually build these links with the content. We can go, for example, as I'm doing, um, now a podcast, you can go, you can be a guest on the podcast and actually most of the podcast will link to your website. So, and this is also very connected to the um, 
zero point with it should be connected to your whole marketing and PR strategy. So don't do this for SEO. I will go and build some links, go and build some relationships, uh, partnerships, uh, and uh, organically you will have some links already out of this. If you would not have, you can always go and ask if you have brand mention, can you please link to my website? So um, external links are very important from SEO perspective because you're building your um, brand authority and it's also very important for your brand in general. And thanks for the money for your link. Much appreciated. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell them, don't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) So number seven is page speed optimization. Yeah, I think this is the topic which is discussed a lot during the two years already, half a year and a half. Mm, And this is why it's not the top one priority for websites, but it's still important to work on that and include this in, in your SOS strategy. Because uh, it's not only helps you to rank higher. There are some researchers that it still help you to rank higher. But I uh, more believe that it's better for users if you optimize some of the uh, page speed issues you have. Uh, and it's more about user experience conversion uh, and um, the whole experience with your website for users. And number eight, solve any security issues. Security issues is uh, also the one topic which I highly recommend to look at while you generally you don't have uh, a lot of security issues, but uh, links from HTTP to HTTPS, this is the most common issue you can easily solve and improve user experience and your rankings quite fast using, for example, Sidebulb to spot any uh, links you have with HTTP and without HTTPS. Yeah, and also um, non-HTTPS assets as well, because that's quite common, isn't it, to have um, some assets that you're inadvertently hosting on a web page that isn't HTTPS. Yeah, it's very common. And I think it's uh, hard to spot it without uh, without using tools, for example, like Sidebulb or Screaming Frog. You would not see it... um, Easily because you can have already HTTPS and everything looks great from uh, front end, I would say. But in the code, you can spot these issues and they can still influence your rankings and uh, user experience. And moving on to number nine, conversion optimization. Uh, Conversion optimization is one of the things which I think doesn't lie directly with SEO. Mm, but just uh, recently, I think that I analyzed the website. We are ranking very good with the content with them, uh, but we don't have any button to convert these leads. For example, that uh, people will uh, subscribe to the newsletter. They will, for example, subscribe to try your products for free, uh, or they um, can send you a message for a free consultation. So I think this is very important when you have already website ranking and bringing traffic to think actually uh, how we can convert more people uh, and to have their details, to provide them some value behind uh, the content we already have given them, which is ranking. And that takes us up to number 10, which is go beyond the text. So here you're talking about using things like video infographic, infographics, unique images as well. Yeah, I would say that 
generally as an SEO, we think about text. Uh, and this is the, our first uh, thing when we're discussing with clients. So, and I think that we're discussing even with ourselves when we are thinking about SEO strategy. But more and more, I see that for Google and for users, it's critical to have other content to answer their questions. For example, videos can be very useful and not that hard to produce. And uh, they are also converting very well. If you need to show how to solve some of the issues, or maybe you need to show how your product looks like without actually inviting them to your shop. So that's why uh, we need also to think and um, to advise the businesses that they need to go beyond the content. And also because there is uh, less competition for some of the uh, keywords, for example, ranking with the video comparing to the text, which is already I don't know, thousands of pages written about that, but maybe the video is only 10 about this content and you can actually rank much higher and much faster. And do you have any thoughts between self-hosted videos or embedded videos from YouTube, for example? Because uh, I guess there are pros and cons there. You, you could maybe, I guess, gain more organic reach just for the video by using YouTube and perhaps get a ranking there as well? Yeah, I think that embedded video and uh, ranking also on YouTube should be um, better than self-hosting in this case. And you can also optimize this um, uh, to embed this video on your website without actually uh, harming your page speed. So it's uh, it's possible and uh, you should not worry about that. <laughs> I guess the only negative that I can think of is at the bottom right-hand side of YouTube videos, you have an option of watching it on YouTube as opposed to uh, where it happens to be embedded. So I guess there's a certain percentage of traffic that might be enticed away from your website. Do you, do you think that should be a concern as well? It could be a concern, but I think that most of the people, if you can play it on their page, uh, they will play it on the page. They would not go to the YouTube to watch it. So I think it's... Um, it's still better, I think, to post it on YouTube uh, than self-hosting. But maybe I haven't seen any um, pitfalls of that. No, I, th I think I think I think that's that, that's probably correct. I, th I think it's unlikely that people will click through. I think the only thing that I would add to that is that um, try to turn off recommended videos yeah. at the end of your video because if you, yeah if you have recommended videos, then people are going to click through and then go off your site. Yeah, and I think it's also very annoying when you are watching, I don't know, about uh, some of the products you are interested in and then you have recommended a video which is not that connected to what you are actually uh, interested in. So it also can be that because user would not understand that it's from YouTube, he will be annoyed because of your website. Yeah, yeah. And, and people get distracted very easily nowadays, as we know, with social media and trying to capture people's attention. Anyway, let's finish off with... The Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your efforts from 20% of your efforts. So what's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? Uh, it's internal linking. I think this is the most popular question as uh, the answer uh, to this question. But internal linking... Yeah can be something that you you uh, can do yourself without actually asking, I don't know, web developer, for example, or going and publish your content outside of your website. So this is what it's on your hand in as, as an SEO, and you can do 
uh, it's quite quickly and it can uh, actually influence a lot. For example, if there are some pages which are orphan, you can just internally link to them and they will rank better, they will be visible. So that's why I think this is uh, the most valuable thing. And also about the web, uh, the sitemap structure, if you have some pages, for example, which people could not find just from the menu, adding them to the menu can be actually the gold mile for you while it would not take you a lot of time maybe one hour to spot these pages. Well, I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Irina over at irinakudres.com. That's K-U-D-R-E-S.com. Irina, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was a great experience for me. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. <laughs>